0: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials.
0: There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice to come with this shit. Hmm. Late nights, early mornings. You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends, family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you, then you make it and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you, let me get some money What I've realized that wealthy people understand Mm -hmm. and people in general is the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, whatever it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm -hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is... Get money, buy income. Mm. Get money, buy more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but, hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak. It's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs. I'm never going to break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Because it ain't a second I can waste something food on place. What's good with it, my wealthy people, David Bellard with Black Wealth Renaissance here, man. Season four. I'm just appalled at how amazing this has been continually, man. I'm not appalled. appalled. I'm, I'm so, so appalled. Appalled.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hey, if y'all don't know, that's that my doctor twisted I was fantasy. To yeah. hey, that shit go hard, yeah. yeah. dude. But yeah, man, like David said, we back. We better Season four is continuing to be great. We got some great announcements. Announcement probably be made after this. Uh, yeah, 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 Before after this, this uh, yeah, episode actually drops. Um, but man, we back at it. We in Dallas, still hot as shit, but still making it happen. Uh, I'm loving it. Uh, we got a special guest man, in the building with us today. Know, Look, I'm gonna let you do the introduction, oh, David.
0: Man, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, y'all. Y'all always know. It's gems to listen when you're listening on this Blackwell Renaissance podcast. And I'm honored to have a brother that we have on today because we've worked with him in the past for our events. I've heard him speak at several things. And he's truly a man that offers value and has passion for our community and what he does. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this brother, he's a business lawyer and a tax strategist. Um, He's the owner of the Uber Law Group. Mr. Uber himself, Mr. Saludo Uber, Saludo. How you doing, brother? You doing well,
3: brother. How y'all Thank doing? Thank you for coming on, my brother. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate y'all. Oh,
0: No problem, man. man I appreciate you pulling up for real, for real, Saludo, oh, man. Like this is this is overdue. I can't believe like, I whenever I hit you up, I was like, damn, bro, why did I not think of this? <laughs> like, I was mad at myself. I was real like hot. I was like, yeah. why did I not hit I'm this man? I'm like, of that. I, I it really be like was,
3: that sometimes. I was up, mad dude?
0: at myself, bro, but like, I'm glad that we could get you here. Because I know, again, like you've taught me a lot personally and mm-hmm. I've got gained a lot of value just from conversations with you. So I'm grateful to have you on the podcast yeah. to share your journey.
3: I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here.
0: For sure. Yes, so saludo, man, just hopping into it um, just to get started would like for you to give an introduction to yourself and just kind of how you got started in the whole law field.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like these brothers uh, so wonderfully introduced, my name is Saluto Uba. I'm the founder of the Uba Law Group. We help high-performing entrepreneurs protect their business brand and bank. Specifically we do that with the business foundation Legal entity making sure that's on point Protecting your brand with the trademark Intellectual property is so crucial In the social media age that we live in 2022 it's, it's, a, it's a digital World and then we help people protect Their bank uh, with tax strategy People don't understand that the biggest expense That you will pay over the life of your business Is taxes so come up with the actual Game plan so you know you have An expected end of what's happening every year Instead of just hoping for the best um, So yeah so so that's, that's what the, the company He's been doing law firms, the Uber Law Group. It's 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 been moving. You know, God's been blessing it, so I'm just I'm just grateful.
0: Love it, I love love it. it.
2: Mm -hmm. So let's talk about because you're now full time practicing on your own, right? Oh yeah, yeah. What was your time like whenever you were actually? I guess, would it be corporate for you guys? Yeah, uh, corporate lawyer. What, what was that like for you and what skill sets or what lessons did you learn that you were able to take away yeah. and help you be successful in your current uh, law firm? Yeah, yeah. No, so so that's
3: that's a good story. Like, it's, it's interesting because I always knew I wanted to, to be a lawyer. So I'm Nigerian, grew up in a Nigerian household. And, like, even like even getting to this point was kind of a, a challenge because, you know, lawyer lawyer's a good profession now, but back in the day, like Nigerian parents, was you an engineer or a, a doctor, doctor or you're you know? a disgrace to the family, and that, that was it. So I knew I wanted <laughs> I to be a told lawyer.
1: Them the same thing.
3: That Man, is crazy. It's, so so now lawyer like it's 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 got a little prestige on it. So now, now that I'm at a lawyer. So but growing up, knew I want to be a lawyer. Went to UT Austin. Uh, parents had me on the engineering route. I uh, my first semester I took. Calculus, physics, and and bio And did terribly And it was like Hey, this ain't for me Want to do the Lord thing Switched over to government Graduated Did my first year of law school At Howard From I wanted to live in Texas, work in Texas, switch over to SMU, finished out in Dallas, and then I started working the firm life. And so, like, it was what I wanted. Like, I still remember, like, in law school, my big thing was, like, when I get a law firm job, I'm going to put, like, my my plaques on on my wall and just just have it right there, you know? And so when I did it, I was like, yeah, I, I made it. But within a few years... I just keep kept on having like the thoughts like this ain't this ain't it, you know? Yeah. And so I'd be having conversations with other friends. And I'm like, yo, I really can't see this this happening. And we're doing the working nine to five, nine to six, nine to ten, nine to whatever in somebody else's office building up someone else's empire. Uh and so they we they were starting to have the same thoughts. Like mm-hmm. it was a group of us that kind of felt the same way and it was weird. Cause we all wanted to be lawyers and then we get into the firm life and you're like, I was, I feel like I was fortunate. So I wasn't in a big law firm. I was in a smaller law firm. Mm-hmm. So the pay was less, but like the work experience was greater. So in one year I was drafting motions that were like getting big cases that the firm had settled. Uh, like I was doing depositions. I was, uh, having getting to appear in court and like do real stuff. And so my friends that had the, the nicer jobs, the bigger paychecks, they were just, like, typing, writing memos in the office all day long. They didn't have real experience. Mm-hmm. And so it, there was a trade-off there. But, like, I was getting real experience and I was doing, like, the lawyer life. But I'm like, man, like, I, I feel feel like this is something different. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for me, it came to a head uh, when my wife and I were pregnant with our first kid. Mainly my wife was a pregnant one. <laughs> uh and so, like, when he was about to be born, like, it was like a month. I, I remember going over, keep on thinking the same thing. If I don't get out of here, I'm going to be trapped. I'm hmm. going to be trapped. New baby's going to come, responsibilities, family, like, and then that steady, consistent paycheck is just going to be too attractive to pass up. And so, uh, so, so I resigned from my firm, no bad blood, good relationship, you know, great thing. I just, like, I, I got to do something different. And so the funny thing is, I I, I don't tell the story a crazy lot, but. I actually thought I was done with the legal business. Like I, really? I, I resigned. So I actually started. That's when I got into real estate. Twenty seventeen, I started real estate investing. Uh, we had friends that that purchased a, an expensive course and they they put us on game for free, uh, and Absolutely. we started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck, man. Listen, uh, we started fixing and flipping. Uh, so we were fixing and flipping. Twenty seventeen, uh, then moving into wholesaling. Uh, for So for about two straight years, it was just real estate. But the reality of the situation is when you're the lawyer, even even after you retire, you, you hang up your jersey, you get out the game, people in the community still know you that, that you're the lawyer. So mm-hmm. people were asking me about all sorts of crazy personal injury, immigration, family law, stuff that I didn't do. But the only thing that that kind of sparked up that fire, lit that fire in me, was just like business and entrepreneurship. Mm. So for after after about like a year and a half of like making businesses on the side, I was like, let me just go ahead and formalize this thing, and then I launched the Uber Law Group in 2019, uh, and you know we've been we've been rolling ever since. Um, so to, to to answer that question more specifically, some of the things that I think were really helpful that I took from my corporate jobs were just the structure. Like the SOPs, like you really don't understand like how important that stuff is. Mm -hmm. Like a big law firm pays thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in instances to create those systems like they've invested in it. So if, if you have those. You better be taking notes and walk away with it. I wish I would have. Wish I would have walked away with, with some more uh, structure and SOP because I still had to to, to really kind of get a lot of stuff out the mud. And like even when I was I was closing the door to my office on my last day, and uh, it just occurred to me as like, bro, like I'm gonna have to buy a desk and a chair, like. It don't, it don't come with none of that stuff when you start out on your own. Yo. So <laughs> yes, like you're building everything from, from the ground up. But um, but it really just took away a lot of structure, um, a lot of just just the operating procedure. And, and, but the reality of the situation is some of that was like basic legal stuff because I didn't do entrepreneurship and business formation uh, at my firm. So mm-hmm. even when I started my own thing, I was kind of shifting into a different practice area, but a lot of the same uh, principles would apply.
0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home.
3: Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: So, what were you doing before? What were you...
3: Yeah. So I was doing uh, I started off in insurance defense litigation mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, we ultimately ended uh, doing civil litigation. So um, for my last firm, one of our major clients was the second biggest utility company in the state of Texas. So we would sue people that would d- damage their property uh, and ninety nine percent of the time we settled out. And then our firm would get a percentage of the settlement. Oh. So uh, and, and this is another thing that kind of like really solidified it in my mind. The first year that I was there, we increased our recovery. We increased the money we got back 32%. And so, like, I just, no bonus, <laughs> huh? my salary stayed exactly the same. My oh, salary wow. stayed exactly the same. And so, you know, man, so, and, and it would just be just because it was a pretty big utility company. Yeah. I'm not going to say the name, but like, people mess up this stuff all the time. Every week $3,000, $5,000 check, 25000 $55,000, 10 k Ah, uh, seventy five thousand, just on a you know just regular weekly basis, and so I started thinking through. The, okay, they're like, this year they made, I'm making
0: all this money for them, but they, they made
3: a nice little next nice little half million right there just off of you know just one little practice area, and so but I didn't I didn't own I didn't own the business, so my labor went you know went towards went towards the firm, and I'm not mad at it. That's the game. Uh but that was another thing that really started to cement in my mind. Like, nah, I gotta. I always yeah. had the entrepreneurial spirit, but like that, and then baby coming on the way was like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make moves. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so didn't think I'd be back in the legal game, but I, I just I, I love just the entrepreneurial spirit. Like I call. Sometimes I'll, I'll tell clients, like, like we're cowboys. So we're cowboys and cowgirls out here. It's so the Wild West. You form a business. You think you have an idea that has value. You build it up. You give it to the public. If it actually produces value, they're going to pay you for your services. And, you know, you're just going to reinvest and, and keep on doing it. But it's still, it, it can be wild out here. So,
1: At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures.
2: Like a good neighbor, state farm is there yeah that that's the thing that I was I was drawn to so so I got a question with lawyers like you know with doctors, you gotta specialize in mm-hmm. everything. do you have to do a specialization to go from like what you were doing to yeah okay so so
3: so you should see okay, here's the thing about law school in my opinion, so law school is three years traditionally it's three years mm-hmm. in my opinion one of those years really ain't necessary because there I mean obviously it's the legal world it's very uh, academic but mm-hmm. there's a big practical drop-off for what for what you really learn how to do so it wasn't until my last year of law school I took a class I did an internship at a criminal court her, courthouse and that's the first time I actually knew how to file a case in a courthouse first time before that I went before a judge you know, I was we had a full docket of people in the uh, of, of people who are in, in the criminal court system. Mm-hmm. And we we're just like defending them before the DAs and practicing in front of the court and whatnot. Like and I was actually being a lawyer. But until then, everything that I did was just theoretical yeah. and just just writing exams. Like I was in the courthouse one time. I was on my phone or looking over notes, whatever. And then I hear somebody say, like, can I help you, counselor? And I look around and it's nobody else in the courthouse. But, oh, you're talking to me. Oh, I'm a lawyer. That's right. But this yeah. is the first time i actually been in the yeah, courthouse. I don't need to, these notes you know, and all this this time. I and need so, a, yeah. and, but like there's so much of like a practical like fallout that you don't get in school a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And then when you first start at a firm or whatever, that's when you really cut your bones. And like clients were hip to the game. So like, who's working on my file? Who's working on my case? I'm not paying X amount, of hundred dollars an hour for this person to learn the game. And so you have to be very uh, strategic about how you learn. You had to be a quick study, had to do all that stuff. Um, but but yeah, you gotta specialize if you want to do anything. And like like mm-hmm. I say all the time, the riches are in the niches. Yeah. So. I have even with our firm, we have a specific type of, of offering that we do. We help you set up your business the right way, so it actually protects you. We help you own that that uh, the intellectual property because it's too much viral stuff going on that people do not own or don't capitalize from. And then we also help you with the tax strategy. Uh, and you know, it's 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 something that that I think uh, is extremely important because anybody you know. A jack of all trades is, is good, but you got to master something. Yes, sir. To, to add real, not even value, to add transformation. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that's been dope is, and it's not even like a, a, a service per se that we have, but like when I'm working with my clients, it, it to some degree, it turns into some of a coaching aspect. So we go from, hey, I think I need a business. I need an LLC. It's like, well, well, yeah, you probably do need an L. So you probably need at least two because you're making you making $150,000, $200,000. So you probably need the S-Corp to funnel all the money through and ultimately own the other businesses because otherwise you're going to have either redundant companies or you're going to be losing out a lot on self-employment tax. So this is how we structure it. And then all oh, the S-Corp's here, you probably want to look into taking this savings of money and hire either a VA or somebody, a team member by automation technology so you can leverage that stuff because you're spending too much money doing stuff that's below your pay grade. Or at least not the best we, and highest we, no, Let's
1: put a
0: pin in that one, Saludo. Because we definitely going to get man. more into that. Because you, you just gave some gels right there. But I guess, I just kind of getting to Jalen' question a little yeah. bit more. With with you being a lawyer, was there like a specific certification or anything that you had like to do a to change the
3: over to Oh, to yeah. And so... It, just FYI, I'm, I'm like that. I had a friend tell me years ago, I can't make a point without telling a story. So oh, you if y'all, need, if y'all need to cut no, me in no, and like good. redirect, counselor, answer, answer the question. I got you. <laughs> it's all yeah. good. Um, so so no, like when coming out of law school, you just have to pass the bar. If you pass the bar, you. you can practice as an attorney. So uh, there's a couple of specific bars. If you want to do patent law, you have to pass the patent bar, which is gotcha. super extra technical. It's typically engineers that become lawyers that are patent attorneys. Uh, so that that's you no, know, you can do it if you're not, but that's typically the niche. Um, but other than that, you know, if you want to practice before, before the federal court, you got to get certified to, to stand before that. But in also the Supreme court as well, mm-hmm. but like typically you pass the bar in whatever state that you're in, you're good to practice. You just got to
2: actually get good at whatever yeah. area. You're, it's, it's, yeah. You're it's just on actual yourself.
3: actual life experience. I and so, you. Yeah. yeah, we take a lot of continuing education. You're really you learn the game from an attorney higher up. And that's 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 typically how the game is passed down. So uh, shout out to, to to the homie Sonia uh, Lacani She's she's actually who taught me trademarks because because the game is is. Mm-hmm. You just kind of learn it from whomever. If you're moving into a new practice area, there aren't really like a course or like a, a curriculum in X, Y, Z law that you can learn from. So uh, so so one of my friends created that a few years ago. And that's really how I got, even got into trademark and add that uh, to my services. But but yeah, that's 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 kind of how you get in
0: for sure. For nah, sure. Don't, don't. So I do want to get back into because you was giving gems right there Um from a lawyer standpoint, mm-hmm. what would you say are some common mistakes that new business owners make?
3: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I, so. So so I, I think people don't realize that the difference between like a business and a legal entity, because mm-hmm. you can have a business Uh, But some businesses don't necessarily require a legal entity. Most do, but some don't. But even when you have a a legal entity, what do you have? Like, I tell my clients this all the time. Anybody can... Can fill out a piece of paper at the Secretary of State's office and pay whatever the fee is. Texas, we actually have one of the highest fees in the country. Uh, you can you can fill out that paper and you can get your certificate of formation back from the Secretary of State. But I tell my folks you don't need a paper LLC. You need a performing LLC mm. because a performing LLC is what's actually going to protect you. The problem that I see in my industry, like, I tell people sometimes I feel like I'm an ambulance chaser because people really don't <laughs> tend to, to value the services until, until something's on fire, emergency. until something's blown up. And so, like, if you get sued and you didn't set your stuff up the right way, it's almost always too late to help you. Yeah. And, and that's that's kind of the, the beauty of the situation with how entities are set up. Like, in Texas specifically, in in a few other states, but in Texas specifically, you can pretty much shield a lot of you, almost all of your personal assets from 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 being touched. You can pretty much shield it. If you set it up, even a lot of the business assets, you can still keep uh, going and really not being uh, interrupted like that. But people don't invest in setting it up until after something happens. So like, for example, uh, during COVID, or during COVID, like during the height of the pandemic, uh, I had a, a dude call my office. He had a lease for uh, a lease at least for office building downtown, they were back when they were doing big business, but downtown was vacant. Mm-hmm. Nobody was downtown anymore. And uh they were trying to to uh to pursue him lead. for like, yeah, for the least for like seven he defaulted on the lease seventy, seventy, eighty thousand dollars owed because he didn't set the entity. Like he set it up in his business name, but because he didn't do it the right way, they were pursuing him in his personal name. Jeez. And like he he was on a call, we're doing a a, a call, and, and I'm like Hey, I'm sorry that there's not much that you can do here because it's too late to change this. They've filed suit and they've come after you. So you can't go retroactive. You got what you got. Mm-hmm. You should have set it up the right way. We have folks with trucking companies. Truck got repossessed. They still have additional funds that 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 the uh, that the dispatcher and you know and all the mother folks are coming after uh for, for the trucking company. They didn't set up the right way. The lawsuit said the company's name and your individual names. Now that happens all the time, but if you set up the right way, you're not the person be on the hook. they were on the hook. They had to. They had to settle for, for a nice piece of change, in that lawsuit. So that's that's what people really don't see. And then even on top of that, like, like even I, I, so, we call it the aha moment, or the 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 sigh of relief. Like people, I, I've audibly heard people, like after we've been on a consult because they have that peace of mind. That okay, this stuff is like set up legit because like you know entrepreneurs, hustlers, grinders, people working, making the actual business work. But for a lot of folks, in the back of their head, they're like, yo, this this legal is it's not where it needs to be, and you know they they just you know they, ain't they got time, you know. Like, oh, okay, let, me, let me get so so like I, we caught the you know the exhale moment cuz they can just chill and you can have that peace of mind that hey this is set up right which enables people to go even harder cuz you don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. the other stuff uh, and so yeah that's 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 one of the that's one of the more challenging things i provide a protective service and it's not it, it doesn't necessarily make you money so people's priority that they put on it if they don't have like the the right uh, state of mind and, and the, the right ROI. You know, what's the ROI on this so, but he—that's—that's that's the funny thing, though. If you get with the right, you get with the right attorney. The downside is, you know, working with me sometimes can be a big investment. But the plus side is. It's an investment. You're going to get a return on it. Mm-hmm. Like, we've, man, we've had clients, everything from tax strategy to being protected, like, oh, my gosh, because we were this, this, and this, I was able to to get a PPP loan because we were set up legit. Because of this, we are able to, uh, to get a hub status, historically underutilized business, mm-hmm. grants-specific, grants-specific programs you can start to work with to build your – but if you're not set up the right way or if you're just trying to, you know – Click, 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 get on the website and hope you got something. You're going to get what you want, but you're not going to want what you get. Mm. So, yeah, this that's, that's, that's the challenge.
1: My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called select quote. Full details on example policies at selectquo.com/slash commercials.
0: So, Saluda, I want to get more into them structures again, like how yeah. you were going into them. So, we, we talked about the paper LLC. You don't yeah. want a paper LLC, you want to perform an LLC. For sure. So, LLC is a sexy-ass term on the internet, if we're just being honest, right? Indeed. People people see LLC, get an LLC, LLC put you, hire your kids, and you can you pay, pay them $12,000. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit every time, bro.
3: 12950 now.
0: <laughs> but too often, people think LLC is just the only business structure or this is the best way mm-hmm. to go about structuring your business. But as you were kind of getting into mm-hmm. earlier, there are better and different ways to structure your business. Indeed. Indeed. So, can you kind of go over the different types of uh, corporation structures that you can?
3: Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the quick version because like it can it can get really layered, but it's it's really four four entity structures that people are really talking about the most. So that's the sole proprietorship, general partnership, corporation, and LLC. And so. Well, I try to to give both sides because I do actually feel like the LLC is the best entity that's suited for the majority of people, but it's not suited for everybody because there are different scenarios that might require different things. So with the sole proprietorship, that's when you are just doing business in, in your own names. I, the example I use, if I started a lemonade stand because it's a thousand degrees outside, uh, if I started a lemonade stand and I just said Saludos Lemonade Stand, or if I didn't call it nothing, I'm just selling lemonade. I got the, the, the sugar and the, lemon, the lemons in the water and, you know, we sell it. I'm a sole proprietorship. All the money that the business makes is my personal money Me and the business are the same
0: It's associated with your social security number. Indeed
3: My social's on it No mm-hmm. no separate I mean you can get a separate EIM But it's still, it's still attached it's still to you. you And so if somebody drinks my lemonade And they get sick And they have to go to hospital And they sue my business they They're suing me you. personally mm-hmm. Me and the business are the same thing That's sole proprietorship Benefits is that It's real easy to start I just go outside And start selling lemonade But the downsides are I have no protection I'm personally on the hook So so that's that's a sole proprietorship real quick. One of the things that that also gets people caught up is a DBA. Mm -hmm. A DBA is just stands for doing business as a DBA is not a business entity. It does not protect you. It offers you no business protection. What it offers you is a trade name, a, a business name. So oftentimes, like even all the big corporations, they'll they'll have like some longer extension of their name that you've never heard because they just they just say Coca-Cola Corporation. They just say Apple. Those are DBAs. So when you want to have a more attractive, a sexier name to market, advertise your brand, you use the DBA. But it doesn't give you any business protection. I, I've had too many calls where people are like, no, no, I'm protected. I got a DBA. Okay, mm-hmm. DBA over what? You set up an LLC or a corporation? No, just a DBO, oh, so you're not protected. <laughs> and so, so that that's the thing. DBAs are useful because you want to advertise and market it's with good the for a dope name. Branding
0: standpoint, Black Wealth
3: Renaissance. That'd be great for a DBA. A DBA that says Black Wealth Renaissance is not going to protect you. So it's like you said, it's from the branding standpoint. Uh, so so all of that is sole proprietorship. So uh, then the next thing is a general partnership, and so. I'm actually not a real big fan of how some people do general partnerships mm-hmm. because <clears throat> there's, there's nothing wrong with it, but I want people to do general partnerships with LLCs. Mm. So if you do a general partnership by itself, that's that's me and David. Uh, David, he's, he, he's got the plug on ice. I got the lemonade on lock. So David brings the ice. I'm bringing the lemonade. We're working together. Everybody knows that we're working together. A general partnership happens when two parties are doing business together. So we can have a a formal contract as a partnership agreement or just by practice of us working together and it's understood in the context that, hey, these two people are doing business together, Mm -hmm. we can informally, unbeknownst to each other, form a partnership. And so the the problem with a a general partnership like that is that you're open to double liability. So once again... uh, If I get
0: sued, you get sued? So
3: something was wrong with, with my lemonade mix and we're working together, and uh, and Jalen, he drinks our, our lemonade, and he gets sick, and he has ice. to go to hospital. <laughs> it don't matter. You could come after me for, so you have to go to a hospital. you got got $100,000 in hospital bills. You can come after me for all the hundred k. You can come after David for all the $100,000. You can come after us 50-50, whatever. So when you're in a general partnership, you're exposed to what's called double liability. And, and, and that's just an example of two people. Say we have a partnership with five or ten people. One person in the, in the group could mess up any other person in the group where everybody together could be held liable. And so, so, so that's not a big fan of it because number one, there's no, there's no protection. There's Mm -hmm. no business liability protection. And then there's additional exposure. Anything that anybody does can expose you to all the liabilities of of the company. So, so I'm, I'm just not a big fan of it. What, what, uh, One thing that people don't realize is, like, even the real estate context, uh, a joint venture, that's a general partnership.
2: Really? Yeah,
3: the joint venture agreement is is just another name for a general partnership. Mm -hmm. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. If I have my LLC and you have your LLC and we do a a A JV, no problem because everybody's entity is still protected. Gotcha. And so you can't come after me personally because my entity was in the JV. But if it's just me by myself, JVing with some yo, something goes, something goes sideways at, at, at title, and you know the seller or the buyer feels some type of way, and they got the they got the time and the money to come after you, you're personally on the hook if you're doing a general partnership in your own personal name or JV yeah. in your own personal name. So that's the partnership. I'm not typically a fan of it unless you're doing it inside of a business entity where you are protected. Uh, so then the next side is a corporation. Corporation, business entity. So now we're in the category of stuff where you actually do have protection. So corporation uh, gives you protection. You know, corporation's the oldest entity in the book. You have liability protection. If I'm Saludos Lemonade Corporation, Jalen gets sick off my lemonade, he can only sue the corporation. Mm -hmm. He can't come after me personally. Now, the downside to the corporation is, you know, you can't just form these corporations and just get the piece of paper and just, you know, not do anything. A corporation comes with a lot of uh, rules and structures to it. You got to have a board. You're probably going to have tab officers delegated. You're going to have to uh, follow specific rules to actually run the corporation the right way because if someone sues me and I say I have a corporation on paper but they're like, you haven't had a, a shareholders meeting in 10 years, you don't have an actual a functioning director, you don't have a board, they don't report to nobody, you said you have officers but you have no jobs, You ha- they can pierce through that stuff real quick and still hold me personally responsible. Corporation has more duties than the LLC. So it's piercing the corporate veil. That's piercing correct? the corporate veil. So what that means is uh, you you pierce through the corporate wall of protection and you're personally held uh, at risk. That's why I sit, tell people you don't need a paper LLC because paper gets pierced. Mm. You need a performing an LLC. And so uh, piercing corporate veil means you know you say you have an LLC on paper, a corporation on paper, but you're not running it the right way. So we're going to hold you personally responsible. And so that's that's what happened with that one dude that that had the leases for the for the office space uh, when COVID hit. He wasn't running it the right yeah. way and in the building. They they, they needed the bread. They, they wanted their money. So so that's what happened. So so corporation is cool, but it has more requirements to, to keep it maintained. And LLC has requirements, but corporations have more. Uh, but then the real negative side is when it comes to taxes, corporations are subject to double taxation. Mm-hmm. So as a corporation, uh, as an owner of the business, it's called actually a shareholder. So the corporation makes money, And the corporation gets taxed at the corporate rate. Right now it's 21% 21%. until Congress says different. Uh, But then when you cut yourself a check from the corporation, you get taxed at your personal rate. So you can't get paid out of the corporate. It's not like an LLC. You can just take a draw. You can't get paid out of the corporation until you assign yourself uh, a, a check from the corporation. So you have the corporate tax and then you have your personal tax. So you get taxed twice. Yeah. So, so that's why for most business owners, the corporation is not, it's not the best look, mm-hmm. because especially when you're in startup mode, you don't need to be drawing capital out of the money uh, to pay taxes two times. Uh, so, corporation will protect you, logistically, practically. You people typically don't do that. You'll see corporations when it's a uh, it's typically a tech startup. It's easier to fund angel investors, venture capitalists, people like that. They're familiar with corporations. Mm-hmm. So it's, they, they know how to fund those things. You can do the same thing with LLCs, but corporations are are they're, they're more comfortable doing it with that. But that's not the majority of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so, you know. Uh, that's that's what the corporation held. And then the LLC is kind of like what we're talking about. You have that protection uh, and you still have requirements. You still got to run that thing the right way. But the requirements aren't as much uh, as with the corporation. And then you also get that that liability protection. And then on the tax side, there's no double taxation. It's a pass through entity. The money that the LLC makes makes flows through your uh, your ten forty into your personal taxes uh, unless you start to do S corporation some other. Yeah. So and that's, that
0: was going to be my next question. So, does the S corporation technically fall under the LLC umbrella or the corporation umbrella?
3: Yeah. So that's a good question. So an S corporation is a tax selection. An S corporation is not a business entity. Gotcha. So you can have a regular. So a regular corporation, it's actually uh, classified as a C corp.
2: Okay, so, that was my yeah, was So, you can, you can have a
3: C Corp taxed as an S Corp, or you can have an LLC taxed as an S Corp. So, traditionally, a C Corp will have that double taxation like we talked about corporate level and then the uh the personal level when you pay mm-hmm. yourself but you can choose to have your c-corp be taxed as an s-corp I the only downside that. to that is you still have to maintain the c-corp uh, uh requirements and so you formalities, have to have a board and all those all that stuff. and so in the the vast majority i forgot the numbers but the vast vast majority of business owners are single member business owners mm-hmm. and so i just tell people from a practical level if you want to decrease your chance for exposure. Why have a corporation set up where you will need to maintain things that you typically, most people, are not maintaining? Uh, And then if something happens, you have a chance to to have that corporate veil, Pierce. Hey there,
0: ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your
3: entertainment and shopping experience to the next
0: level.
3: Unless you have a specific reason to have a corporation, have an LLC because it's easier to maintain. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's that's the difference. With the what, what
2: does S corp stand for?
3: Uh, S corp just stands for Subchapter S of the of the Internal oh Revenue Code. Uh, so, some people say it's a small business, but not necessarily, but like it's just Subchapter S of the of the IRC. Um, but but yeah, so an LLC taxes S corp. Uh, is it can really be the best of both worlds because you get mm-hmm. that legal protection, but you're saving money on the self employment tax mm. uh, that people don't even think about.
0: You know, that was that fifteen point four
3: percent, fifteen point three percent, and so like when when you have a regular W two job. Your employer pays half, and then you have to pay the other half.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But when you're self-employed, you're the employee and the employer, so you pay that full thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and and that's yo know, that 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 shocks people a lot because they don't realize that you know you just working, making money, doing your thing. You don't realize how much you're paying. Uh, so you know, Saludos Lemonade LLC makes a hundred thousand dollars in profit, and so say my tax bracket is twenty five percent, twenty five percent of hundred thousand is twenty five thousand dollars that I pay in taxes. Self-employment tax is on top of your regular taxes,
0: so, so that fifteen really,
3: percent. So you see, and, and that's the conversation that I have. You're
0: really paying forty. Yeah. So you're really paying man forty percent of taxes.
3: And but you but it, it's kind of sad because you know that six figure is that's that's a milestone for people, and I, I'm proud when clients are making six figures. But then we start to have that conversation. You really
2: making six.
3: You really making sixty, which isn't bad, but it, but it's not a hundred. And so what's dope about the S corp is that. Now you can put yourself on salary. You can give Mm -hmm. yourself a salary, and now you only have to pay that 15% out of your salary. So for example, Saludos Lemonade LLC, the S Corp, still makes the same hundred thousand dollars, I give myself a fifty thousand dollar salary, and then the other fifty thousand I take as a distribution. So when it comes to taxes, the Fed, federal taxes, they still they're always gonna get their money. Like they, Uncle Sam gonna yeah, get you Uncle Sam gonna get his. But when it comes to self employment tax, now that fifteen percent self employment isn't coming off of hundred K, it's only coming off of fifty K. So just like that, I save seventy five hundred dollars that I would have had to pay. And so like this is this is the thing that I love to get in people's head. And like even so we have a service uh, tax VIP consultations. And when we're doing that, a language that I use a lot is put money back in your pocket. Like I'll physically do that on camera because I want the client to think through it because with that, just with the S Corp situation, you would have had to pay the extra 7,500 like period. It just would have been on the, on the tax. Paid. And now you have 7,500 more in your pocket mm-hmm. back again. So, a lot of tax strategy is really retooling the mind. We, we have something called the Sim philosophy that we break down, where you just kind of re-understand how taxes work. Because from a practical standpoint, we have a lot of clients that are hitting that six figure mark. And, and really, we need folks shifting into CEO mode. But oftentimes in the business, like you're wearing all the hats. You got to do everything. You're the mm-hmm. marketing, you're the fulfillment, you're the everything. So we have conversations. What would it look like for you to hire a VA? What would it look like for you to, to, to get someone to, to do uh, an install of a full Zapier integration so you can have your system set up and you can be automated and you don't have to respond to all the basic emails, typing the same message to everybody or having every phone call? What would it look like for you to start to, to shift from the, you know, the regular menial but necessary tasks to run the business and start to shift into more big picture stuff like the, the biggest thing that really resonates with folks is I, I tell them, like, hey, you don't have time to be the CEO because mm-hmm. you're too busy being the secretary. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to grow the business. You're not going to scale it to where it needs to go until you start to shift. So what would it look like to take some of that S-Corp money that you were paying to Uncle Sam that you did not have to work for? You use strategy now. You have an additional 75. We had a client, his first year, had a saved extra $12,000 just using S-Corp. You got additional 12K. What does it look like to to invest that money and to hire somebody out? And just like that, you didn't have to sell a single product. You didn't have to do another client. You didn't have to do anything extra. And now you can move into CEO mode. Now you can grow and enhance the business. So that's why I get excited about taxes. Like I, I nerd out over the tax code and a lot of people don't do that. But for me, it translates into real life change for people because you can use that money and do things that you are already going to do without having to work more. So, so yeah, so that's, that's the short answer uh, to, to <laughs> what, what the entities are, but like it's, it's real.
0: Hey, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you breaking you it down. Breaking like, it down, sure. and I, I appreciate because you always break it down in a way that's very easy to understand. So, and you making, how you say that with legalese?
3: Yeah, I, I, I turn legalese into English. Like, I mean, and the 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 challenge though is. People are interacting with this stuff all the time. Like, obviously, the legal world is going to make an imprint on you. But do you really understand what's happening? Like, I've had people who they start LLC and they became an S-Corp off the jump, making no money. They made like, $10,000 the first year. That's not a good idea. I've had clients making $150,000. They told them that their accountant said it's not time to be an S-Corp. And then when I explained, hey, this is this is what happens. This is what it means to be an S-Corp. This is what self-employment taxes. This is this is how much money you're saving. You're a smart guy. Do the numbers. And so we we have a matrix that comes out to about 40000 dollars If you're making 40 k in profit, you're gonna save money from being an S-corp. And so I've had a client over six figures for several years. And I, I didn't say it to him in my mind, it's, oh, you, you you probably you probably overpaid 25, 25 racks. You know what I mean? It's gone. Uncle Sam is not going to give it back. It (laughs) It, it ain't coming back, but you know, and so, so translating into English is crucial for people because it can, it can feel intimidating. So empowering people that, Hey, this is what it is. And if you don't know, like, Hey, you know somebody that knows, if I don't know, I have experts in my circle that I can put you in front of. And so it, that's, that's really the, the biggest thing to help people start to make CEO moves and to, to really grow and scale that whatever they're doing.
2: And so, I kind of want to move to the other side, Mm -hmm. which is the protection part. Oh, for sure. The trademarks and copywriting. I'm looking at it on your shirt. So, like, let's talk about that because I did see you had a a video recently where you were talking about, you know, the the paper LLC. People think that once I have that, that Mm -hmm. protects me, but it doesn't. So... Let's talk about how trademarks are actually the yeah. best way to protect your business. Yeah. So so
3: it, it's dope that you brought up that transition. So just kinda like with like with a paper LLC, like you're not gonna protect the business. Someone can still sue you personally, with without actual intellectual property, you're just throwing your ideas out into the into the world to to be mm-hmm. a free for all. Like it's <laughs> Uh, last year China filed I believe over $200,000 $200,000 200000 trademarks in the US they're filing for you and China is one of the biggest players when it comes to intellectual property in the US that's what I'm thinking too no it's it's, they're they're not playing and just even when you think about real estate too you know China buying up all, all type of land, but also buying intellectual property mm-hmm. as well. So when, when it came, and this isn't like, this isn't throwing shade at China because mm-hmm. anybody can do it and people will take your ideas, whatever. But when it comes to what you produce and what you throw online on, on the internet, like without a trademark, you don't own it. Yeah, mm-hmm. You can have the website, you can have the LLC, you can have the DBA, you can have all the social media handles. Without a trademark, you do not legally own your brand. Now, there's some rights that you have, but your ability to enforce it is going to be way more complicated. Because uh, in legal terms, if you have a trademark, you don't even need to argue. If you have a federal trademark, the court assumes that you have all ownership rights over that brand.
0: So hold on, wait a minute, Saludo. Yeah. If I own Saludo, if you own Saludo's lemonade stand, and I go get a trademark for Saludo's lemonade stand am I entitled to the profits from your business? If that like, is that not how that
1: works?
3: So, so it's not about the profits to my business, but if you want to, so say I had a, a huge popping social media following. Mm-hmm. If you want to open up uh, create a social media account uh, with my name and you trademark my name, and then you can convince everybody that, that, that your account was legit one. And you can say you start a campaign or you do like a little quick little product or, you know, nine nine dollar ebook and people think that you're me and everybody just automatically gives you those sales because now you have my branding now you have the the ownership rights and the assumed the assumption in the property. world that that you're actually me so 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 that's that's the crazy thing um it was it was another story in the in the in the news uh the office uh, Dunder Mifflin if some, uh, I know yeah. people a lot of I people love like The office. office I love The Office myself uh, there's it's just a random dude based out of Cali he bought the trade. he uh, he applied for the trademark to Dunder Mifflin NBC owns The Office huge multinational corporation <laughs> tell me there, NBC is fighting one dude in Cali over the rights to the name they didn't d- freaking own the trademark they didn't own it and so So at the end of the day Do I believe the NBC Is going to get it back Yes yeah, they, they got a long they, 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 You know But now they got to go Through a legal battle And this dude's probably Going to get and a payday I to, to they going to you know, have To settle with yeah, it Yeah he like, like, he that, that was the game though
0: no. So with him having that He could They couldn't like License out Dunder Mifflin To a company To make he, a shirt Because he, got the he has money. the trade
1: Wow so,
3: so it's It's and that's the sad part because the at the end of the day you can get the ownership rights. If you're the actual owner, you have common law uses they're all such a different ways to do it. But NBC is still about to have a headache with this one dude. Imagine just regular Joe Schmo, regular average business owner. Like mm-hmm. you gotta go through all types of circles to do it. We had a we had somebody call our, our office and they had a grand business opening a week later. They got a cease and desist letter because somebody else was claiming that they have the rights to that name. They had a physical store, big old sign and everything. And now they got to figure out, Oh, do I have to rebrand? Do I have to, to do this? Like, like, People don't realize how crucial it is, but like you market on the Internet, you market on on social media. People see what you're doing. If you don't own it, somebody else can own it. And then either you got to rebrand or you got to jump through a whole bunch of hoops to get what was actually yours from the jump. And so when we say ownership is the new black intellectual property is I I think people sleep on it because it's invisible. It's just stuff on the Internet or just your brand or a name or logo or whatever. Yo, people! People are getting major deals off of brands and, and and all this stuff. Like, you need to own your stuff if you're trying to license. If you're trying to franchise, like, you need to own your stuff. There, it was. Um, there was. I forgot what the port, report said, but owning a trademark like uh, exponentially increased the value of one's company. by it's either five or seven, seven times the value. Like, if you're thinking of franchising, and stuff it. like that, mm. and, and so. People don't, even even if you're not doing that, like someone will send you a letter. I have someone that's about to go to court over a business they started because they don't own the name. And so I have the conversation. Oh man, you you charge X, Y, Z? Yeah, I do. Because I'm about to represent you to the federal government for a year and a half. And here's another thing I tell people yeah. all the time. Trademarking is, is not fast. Trademark takes a long time. USPTO on their website, they say the average time is between a year and a year and a half. And so during this time
2: We can attest to that. <laughs> that is true.
3: 13 months. For sure. <laughs> and so and like even the, the biggest thing is like even before the trademark is completed, at least if you apply, you get your foot in the door first mm-hmm. for priority. So so if I apply for Saludos Lemonade Stand, if I trade if I apply for my trademark today and David Trump applies for it tomorrow, the trademark office will not even look at his application until they've completed mine. So even if it takes a year and a half, they're not even gonna touch his. Hmm. But you know that's that's part of the game too. It takes a while, but at least get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And so
2: people, you know, what's the value? Yada yada. Okay, get hit with a cease and desist and see what's up. So people are kind of. So you've I'm pretty sure you've heard of domain flipping. Oh, people oh yeah, domain squatting.
3: People trademark flipping. Uh, it's 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 a bit harder. Like there their laws there there are laws against it people people know the game people Mm -hmm. see that people are squatting but like there are still ways to legitimately have somebody else's uh ip and then even from a practical standpoint for you to fight for your rights and get your stuff back oftentimes it's not it's not worth the money like people don't have the the money to really go after what was theirs so just own it outright from the jump and don't put yourself in that situation but like that's Kinda of like I said, like it's a it's a protective service. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that's been kinda of encouraging to me are more people are getting up on game and understanding the value of intellectual property. But still, for a lot of folks, something has to happen to them first before they realize, oh man, I need to protect
0: this. Yeah, like I then, got. like you said, by then it's too damn late. By then it's too late. Yeah. So another good
3: example was uh, uh the Walmart Juneteenth uh, ice cream situation. Ah. And so it's <laughs> Man,
0: they uh, pulled that
3: off the shelf so quick, man. So, so, but that's that's kind of what's that's kind of what's got me tight because they pulled it off, but it was only public outcry that that made them pull it off. We can't always depend on like public, yeah social currency in order to defend and and own and possess what's ours. Like pr- prior to them pulling it off. Why was uh, nobody? Why nobody found so? For shit? So he the the trademark was owned by the Balkan Corporation, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of the extension of, of Walmart. It's a great great value uh, Juneteenth flavor, great values. You know, Walmart's Walmart's brand or whatever, and so they had a trademark for flavoring. They also had a trademark for general baked goods. Uh, I believe the trademark. Uh, Covered candles. I'm not sure about the candle part, but it's baked no, goods, probably- flavors, all that stuff, but things in that, in that arena. And so it's not just ice cream. If you had a, you know, trademark, uh, Juneteenth pies, if you had Juneteenth, whatever, you can't use that name because nobody thought to own it. And even if there are people in the community that, you know, that had the right heart where, you know, they, they weren't going to try to, to, to take everything. Oh, I can have pies. You can have this, you can have that. If they wanted to kind of spread the intellectual property. You don't have that option. Because the Balkan Corporation had a trademark for that. And guess what? Balcom Balcom Corp probably wasn't wasn't no. about to be so generous. And you know, thankfully public outcry made them change, but like
0: Yeah, like you said, we can't just rely on that all the time. <laughs> you, you gotta
3: own your stuff.
0: That's crazy. So the Balcom Corporation owns the trademark to Juneteenth.
3: Yeah, so so they voluntarily abandoned the trademark. Uh so so it's it's
2: currently like it's it's abandoned, but Hey guys, we gotta get that shit. <laughs> we go <gonna> buy. It. <laughs> I, I
0: I wouldn't be surprised
3: if if somebody had an objection for somebody else trying to trying to come out. Yeah. I mean, look, they and, and that's that's the thing that's kind of that's that's frustrating sometimes because we're a very popular culture. Like we can make mm-hmm. stuff pop, we can go viral, but we're not necessarily profitable because we don't own our property. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even trying to alliterate like that, but it's like. Yo, yeah, like, it it's, bars, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like it's bars but but it's so much stuff that's that's popping in this moving like why don't you own it legit like do you do you know how much you can leverage your name just to license it like you blow something up license the name let your company you know be have be like a big holding company have branches in different divisions with the name that you've made and you continue to grow and, and make hot and then get residual income just off the licensing because you actually own the
2: name. But if you don't own the name, you can't license it. That's crazy. So I got two questions. Yeah. Like, even on the licensing part, I actually saw something really interesting. Mickey Mouse's licensing is about to go up uh, in, like, the next year or mm. something. Like, it's going to be released from Disney. So that was, hmm. like, a very big high thing that they're, like, trying to see. I think it's, I does, tra- does trademarks expire or, like,
3: Good question Trademarks do not expire As long as you're using it Trademarks are the only Intellectual property That don't have a clock on it Okay Uh, So you have to renew A trademark every 10 years But you can renew it The ownership of the trademark Can can pass with You know you Can can be transferred To to whomever But it doesn't expire If I don't renew it What happens? If you don't renew it Then then it'll expire Then somebody else Can can come Mm, in and take it Okay I got you
0: Indeed Indeed I know then, you, you got. I'm gonna let you get your question. I was just
2: gonna say the difference between copyright yeah, and boy, boy, what's, what's
0: what's right it all, what,
3: what does the R stand for? for sure. all rights rights reserve. reserve. Yeah, so so and that, that's a big thing. Copyrights and trademarks. People kind of get that confused sometimes. So uh, I, and I stole this from another attorney, but copyrights protect content, trademarks protect branding. Copyrights protect content, trademarks protect branding. So for a copyright, a copyright is I like to call it the right to reproduce something. So if I write a book, David can't take my book and resell it mm-hmm. unless I give him the right to do that. Only I can do that. I have the copyright. Mm-hmm. Uh, the legal term is original works of authorship uh, put into a tangible medium. That just means an idea that I put into a form. So I can copyright a book, a song, a movie, curriculum, a course, uh, like anything that that's an idea that you put into a tangible form. And so uh, what's, what's really important to understand though is you, can, you can't copyright an idea. You can only copyright like the way that, that you create it. So an example, uh, I have an idea for a TV show where people sing and every week they get voted off and you have four judges and at the end they get awarded a lot of money. Am I talking about American Idol, The Voice, X Factor? It's all the same you don't know. thing. It's the same idea, but the different shows are what you have, you have the actual copyright over. And so the, and you, anybody can have the idea, but how you actually translate it, that's what you have the copyright for. Mm. Now, the trademark is to protect branding. Trademark will typically protect a brand name, a logo, a slogan. A trademark is what I call source identifier. So if I see Black Wealth Renaissance, I automatically know who the source of, of, of that that good, that product, that service is. Another example I like to say, if you're at the mall, you see a shirt and it says N-I-K-E. Automatically, you know a lot about that shirt. You know, the quality of it. You probably know how much it's going to cost. You know, what athletes or celebrities it, all that stuff. Because just like that, someone could put Nike and you automatically know what's up when it comes to that brand. That's the power of a trademark. Uh, so, so that's that's the difference between the two. two. They, they do different things, but they're not the same. So
0: for a copyright, do you have to file for that or is it Indeed. like inherent?
3: So, so, Yes and no. So as soon as you create something, you own that copyright. But in order to enforce those rights, you want to have a federally registered copyright. So you, so you, um, you file for you file for copyright registration federally uh, and to be able to enforce it. And, and one of the things that, that's dope about the copyright game is they did something called statutory damages. So even if someone does not know that they're infringing on your copyright, there's an amount of money that you can get for an infringement, including the attorney's fees up to we won't we don't even need it's it's, it's decent money. Really? Uh yeah, so so what people and you see it all the time on social media, XYZ persons ripping off this other person's brand and yada yada yada, if you had that thing copywritten, you can hit them with the cease and desist. You want to be nice, they don't they don't want to listen. alright I'm I'm gonna see you in court. And then the copyright is the federally registered and understood right that, hey, I'm the owner. So you could be mistaken. You could do on purpose. You whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. There's a certain amount of damages that can go along with it. And and then if you really want to go down the litigation train, like people, people can get really caught up doing copyright infringement. Uh, So so that's it's power.
0: You got me thinking, man. All so, these
2: people sending people courses and
3: it, shit.
0: Nah, it, I'm wondering, like, about people that like do the stuff, uh, the scamming on IG stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, recently, there's a bug. A motherfucker keep on making yeah. fake pages of us. Yeah, yeah man. You see, hitting up people talking about, like, hey, man, you can buy Bitcoin, bro. Stop that. And can gram- I? Can The grammar's
3: always off, though. That's the thing. You always see the grammar's always, I seen. I seen how you posted it, but like, yeah, you could. When it probably wouldn't be worth it because it's it's a. Bot of a bot somewhere and tracking the person down and figuring out you can have that right just because you can't do something doesn't mean it's, it's a practical use of time or whatever. Um, but but like if, it, if it's someone legit trying to, <clears throat> to to impose, typically this will happen like in the restaurant industry, a restaurant will, will build up a name. You know, was it Timmy Chan's? So Timmy Chan's is a, is a Chinese food uh, spot in, in Houston. And so I, I remember a story back in the day of like there's another Chinese spot trying to use a similar name. Mm-hmm. And so that's trademark infringement. And so yeah, either typically someone will ask you politely. If you don't respond politely you', you going you're gonna pay that bread like it's it's not a game because you're stealing your goodwill it takes a lot of time to build up a reputation people see BWR and they know what's stuff from the jump but that didn't always happen it took time to build that you can't just leech off of that goodwill and then use it to market your stuff and make money no there's there's a value amount to that there's, there's a monetary amount to that so the trademark is how you how you protect that value how you really in real life own that copyright that's how you own what you what you uh, create whether it be a song or a movie or, or a book or whatever uh, so so yeah that that's that's the difference between the two but they're really important but but different and what about the reservation of right it's- yeah so so uh, the the you mean the, the R with the mm-hmm. circle around it so uh for that 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 applies to a trademark so okay. when you're trademarking something and you haven't gotten it federally registered, you can put TM next to the thing. So that just means that you know this is something that, that is in the process of being trademarked or you're seeking a trademark or you're just kind of throwing it out there. Hey, this is our stuff. We're, we're trying to trademark it. After you go through the trademark process, you can use the Circle R logo for the trademark. That means it's a federally registered trademark. We own it, that that's mm. ours. Uh, so and similar with the copyright, sometimes it's copywritten, put the C with the uh, with circle around it and the year of the copyright uh, on it. But the R, uh, the R and the T M are actually two different things with two different meanings. The that's R right. is legit, the R is federally registered, uh, and trademark just means that we're trying to go in that direction.
2: I got you. And copyright, what is their expiration? How long uh, uh,
3: True, tripping fifty or seventy years after the death of the author. Uh One of those numbers, in my brain isn't working right now. So, I mean, it's still a, it's still a good amount, but that's why what's unique about trademarks—they're the only thing that can last forever. Coca-Cola been trademarked since since back in the day, and the family's been passing ain't on and you know, and just you know, and doing it. But books will will run out of uh, registration. That's why, I like old old books from back in the day, like you people. People will copy it because the copyright expired, Uh, and so yeah, like there's there's different things that um, Hmm. that that copyright, and then there's often oftentimes that's why you'll see people 2021 edition or whatever because they're just renewing the copyright, like they're just adding a little bit, and it's still the same book and kind of renewing that. Ah Um, shit! But yeah, that's I never never did know that was a part of it. Yeah, seventh volume, it's the exact same book.
0: (laughs) So saludo. Oof! Right, right. Yeah, I don't know what it, it hurt him to hey, say. It It hurt him to say it. It just hit me. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know what hit me, but it hit me. But I do want to get into kind of just more of the concept of what your shirt talks about, right? Oh, for sure. Ownership is the new black, right? We were talking about this off camera mm-hmm. prior to getting the episode started. Process of being trademarked. I see. I'm look. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it. I was like, okay, <laughs> I understand that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Dude, we like, actually
2: set that up right on Instagram too, and I didn't even know it.
0: <laughs> we were, Hey, we were, we were smarter than we thought we was. I'll tell you that, but, but no, like we were talking about this off camera. It's kind of like how as a community we place value in a lot of the wrong places For sure. and how ownership is really where we should be placing our values. Yeah. Right? yeah. So where, where did, where did the, the concept behind this come from?
3: Yeah, man. Um, like. It's funny because like even when I will do talks or presentations, I call myself an ownership advocate now Uh, just because being a a business attorney, being an entrepreneurship attorney, this was really kind of the thing that really kind of sparked interest in me. Like I said, I resigned. I thought I was done with the law. I just I just love business and ownership. What I saw in in, in the community, though, because even I did real estate at first for a few years and then Mm -hmm. I shifted back into my own firm. Black ownership of stuff in general is just low. Yeah. Yeah. Black home ownership, the number of, of black business owners. It, it's, it's been increasing recently, but just overall, it's low. Black people that own stocks. I right? mean, yeah. you know, back to that, that, that own stocks, that own investments. And so, but even in, in a lot of these categories, there's challenges. Uh, 50% of all businesses will fail in the first uh, five, five years, to seven years, and then eighty uh, percent black businesses fell in the first eighteen months. Mm-hmm. And so, what, eighteen months. Are you uh, serious? Yeah, it's 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 wild. And so, and when it comes to creating a pipeline of, yeah. of like real infrastructure that that will help you grow and help you create change this is where it comes from a lot. And and one of the things that, one of the the areas that people I I feel like are are missing is like even in like social justice issues or deals, things in the community or change that you want to happen you want to see happen on the ground level. Oftentimes, like we end up not being able to, to get outcomes that we're looking for that we feel are proper or just or good or beneficial because we're spectators and not stakeholders. Mm. If you don't own anything, you can't be a stakeholder. You'll just kind of be, like with the Juneteenth situation, you got to p- apply social media pressure and hope the company will, will cave in on your demands because you don't actually own the trademark to it. So even in, in different communities, something bad happens. If, if you're not a property owner... You can show up to the council meeting, but what what good is that? Is that really going to do if you don't have an actual power to make financial change, a financial disincentive for people who are uh, engaged in an activity that, that doesn't align with your values? So when it comes to even the breakdown, real estate, obviously, uh, investments, stocks, intellectual properties, and then actual businesses. So even as a community, what does it look like to, to, to build up a, another Tulsa another or to, to create an ecosystem and an economy that, that is...
1: When something happens to your kitchen, you might say,
3: This is ludicrous.
1: But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't
0: panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file
2: a
1: claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
3: Uh, that's really going to cater to the needs they are important uh, to you if somebody's in the black community. Like, what does it look like doing that? We have to build it and you have to do it the right way. You have to have a legit business. You have to value home ownership mm-hmm. and not sell grandma's house that she, that she worked uh, <laughs> a whole life full
0: and you gave it to them people for nothing
3: that you inherited and, and, and come up with different ways uh, to do this and, and actually own and, and buy stock and just sit on it and let it appreciate and grow like you should be doing. And, you know, in in to own businesses or to, uh, Partner with other folks. You don't even need to be the majority uh, person doing no. the thing. Just hey, here's I believe in the vision. It looks like a wise business. Invest in it. Sit on that investment and and watch it grow. Like one of the things I think is is crazy. In this kind of a side note, um, but uh, Peter Thiel mm-hmm. and his uh his uh <laughs> his Roth IRA. Oh, his his so he self directed. It was like it was a small All amount in his of money. Damn.
2: PayPal hey,
3: uh, shit and he invested in, Fa- in Facebook and Facebook blew up but he invested in Facebook for, out of his Roth IRA oh they want to let him keep that tax Matt, free Matt, I know it was, was so bad they, they thinking about changing they the they started structure. coming for the self-directed Roth IRA because like he's billions of dollars tax free he wasn't even doing nothing, he just he invested <laughs> a little bit of money, man <laughs> listen, like, so But the, the wild thing is, they're coming after the little, the little guy, mm-hmm. they won't let the regular investor self-direct uh, in a Roth, or they were trying to, they they got held yeah, back yeah, for yeah. the time being, uh, because of that, but just even the concept I, I'm not doing nothing in the business, just invest a little bit, let it grow, so regardless of where you are uh, in the spectrum, like, it's important to, to make a step and to take a step, and so from from so many different angles, like ownership is the new black. Obviously, you know, the challenges, like I'm I'm not one that pretends that you know everything is, is easy, but nothing in life is easy. Like the 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 idea that things aren't fair or aren't what they should be, that's true. Life isn't fair. People aren't equal though. So so even if things were and, and that's that's a that's a thought experiment I don't even think People consider a lot like even if things were like magically fair, humans aren't equal. We choose different things. Mm. All of us in this room could be given a million dollars one year from now. People would be at, at different at different levels because of different decisions. So you really can't be too preoccupied in that. You really just try to do what you do, take the knowledge that you have, empower yourself and move forward instead of kind of being stuck in what's not necessarily right because it, it's not going to change uh, you, you thinking that way. So, so this is just really, it's been the campaign for a couple of years now to just encourage people, own something, start small. Investments in stocks are a real easy way to to, to own Tell a part you. of the corporations that mm-hmm. you participate in. Don't get the new iPhone 14 Max Pro Infinity or whatever.
0: That XR works just fine. <laughs>
3: you know, you you be all right. Like, and, and so I, I say that because I'm I'm a big phone guy. Like, I'm proud of myself. Have upgraded in two years, but still take that take that thousand fifteen whatever and invest and own some stuff. Uh, cause, cause it really does make a difference, and the biggest difference that it makes is on you and your mentality. Mm-hmm. Because once you start to, once you start to really look at the world differently, like you can't unsee it. So many of these things are, are generational things that are passed down because we don't know. But like, yo, it's twenty twenty two. We got the internet. Like you have the whole, you have the whole knowledge of the world in the palm of your hands. So you can figure it out. Or you can get connected to somebody that does. So, so yeah, that's what that's what uh, ownership is a new black is is about. And like I said, we got that working on that trademark to yes sir to get that federally registered.
0: Cool, cool. So, saludo, man. I want to say thank you hopping on the pod sure. with us. Thank right. y'all. Hey, I appreciate you sharing these gems. We done yeah, had a great uh, ass conversation. Great conversation. Yeah, man. And, uh, we got to talk about it. Yes, sir. We so we going we gonna hop into a couple of little closing questions that we like to ask. So, cool. uh, my favorite question to ask everybody. What's a personal finance tip of principle that you live by that you'd like to share?
2: Mm.
3: Shoot, this 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 might be basic, but uh, but we're really big in profit first, uh, Mike McAllowis, and, and just really just systematizing how you pay yourself as a mm-hmm. business owner, because that's that's the thing. Like, all the money will go into business, and like you really don't have an established. Hey, this is my salary. This is my profit, this is Whatever. And so we just. Soon as the money hits the account every month every couple of weeks this money goes here that money goes there that money goes there that money goes there and like it's just straight and really creating a, a discipline around it mm-hmm. uh and so that's that's one of the areas where i've, I've had to grow my game cuz i can struggle with those types of mm-hmm. like structures and disciplines but that's that's been a really uh, helpful system like it doesn't work for everybody but it's been working for us so far so profit first is, has been dope yeah. shout we, out we, to picking that uh,
0: transition ourselves yeah. to profit first it definitely requires some discipline yeah, as you man. said but it is worth it's it. Eye because eye-opening. It is very eye-opening because the term that they said, uh, Suzanne the Mariga, she wrote a, ver- a version of Profit First specifically mm-hmm. for minority entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah? and um, I got the book in my book. Yeah, yeah, I'll the, show it to you. She, one term she coined in there, I'm not sure if Mike has it in his book, is bank account accounting. Mm. And I really, like, we were so guilty of it before moving to Profit First where it was like, bank account accounting is... You look in the bank account, I got oh, I this got much money, this. I can afford it. That's not how yeah. this goes. <laughs> that's, that's not how this works. That's not how, this, that's not how any of this works. Like you said, with Profit First, it allows you to know, okay, I'm going to spend about 15% on tax. Mm-hmm. Let me just set that off aside mm-hmm. now so that I'm not stressed Tempty. about it. Whenever whenever the time comes, yeah. like, I had the money now, but will I have it then? And, and
3: like, it, it, it seems so, like, it seems so basic, but it's nice to, just, oh, tax Here's the money. Boom, done. Mm-hmm. Like you're not pulling from him. No, like it's it's sat to the side. And so just just kind of like you said, that's that's a good look. I'm, I'm definitely looking to the uh, the
0: minority. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, private you. first for minority entrepreneurs. Cool.
2: She actually, we interviewed her on the pod. So, oh, dope. Yeah, it was real dope. dope. Um, so that's David's question. I got three of them. For cool. You. First one: Are you frugal or are you a flexor?
3: I'm not so. So I'm. I'm. I'm not. So that's the weird thing. I'm a frugal, but I'm not a flexer. Like, me, like, got family man. Got two beautiful kids, my son and my daughter, and I like to do stuff like with them. And like, it's dope just building with those memories. I was telling my uh, my home homeboy the other day, my son has been to more continents than I've been to states at his age. Wow. Like we went to we went to Europe the year before the pandemic. That was that was a good luck. Uh, and then you know we do Mexico or whatever and so like at his age I I I was in the backyard that's that's as far as I got and so just being able to see him have those experiences and like see the world like that like that that brings me joy internally and so I'm not I'm not a big flexor like I'm just chilling I like the the stuff at the house that that'll make life comfortable but like I, I really don't care about the opinion of other people that's that really don't affect my life like yeah. that. So so I'm just chilling.
0: Family is the flex.
3: Yeah, indeed. Indeed. So we're working and working on the family just we we moved recently, just did that before interest rates blew up. And so just chilling at the house and, and you know, doing stuff with the family, doing stuff with, with the with the homies, doing stuff serving at church, doing just doing whatever with people that I actually know pouring in and actually doing life with, that's that's the flex. So so I love yeah, it. yeah.
2: I love it. Second question. How are you building wealth and leaving a legacy mm. for those that's following behind you? Dope. So it's it's funny
3: that, that you talked about that leaving <laughs> a legacy. Uh, so after my daughter was born, we had to update the will, and so we did it. Uh, but I hadn't, we hadn't had it witnessed. We hadn't had the wit- the witnesses sign it in, in like a smooth smooth little year or so, and so that I'd been slipping on that. And so we finally we finally got uh, got folks to, to witness and sign off on that, but. Uh, really kind of the next step is also to, to set up the, the trust but having those things be established as like legacy pieces is huge because even from the real estate side I, I spoke had a few conversations with probate attorneys and y'all know how much of a mess it is when people don't have this stuff set up right yeah. like takes so much time takes so much energy people come out the woodwork like saying stuff that's not true just all mm-hmm. type of because they don't have that, that set up uh, and then on, on the, the wealth building side what, what we've been doing ownership is new black we're building out the firm and, and what's been kind of dope there is as I'm working with business owners and kind of high level six, seven a few eight figure business owners they're really content inspiring different ideas and ways that I can add value. So one of the things that we've been doing, I shared with you all earlier, is we're, we're doing speaking events at colleges. So we're teaching uh, colleges about uh, entrepreneurship and college mm-hmm. students and really kind of, like I said, breaking it down into plain English so that they understand what it is from the jump and they know how to protect, protect themselves from the jump. Uh, we've been had we've had opportunities to work with the state of Texas and talk about business uh, and entrepreneurship. So so that's been growing as well. So the whole ownership is the new black is is really something that that we stand for. I'm trying to grow actually more in the stock category. That's the area where I'm ignorant in and really trying to learn and more and master that. And in really, um, we have some clients that are that are purchasing build businesses like. Just buying businesses right now, and so moving into that space and learning what does that look like?
2: Acquisitions and like
3: acquisitions right? is, is a big thing. One of the things that I try not to do, though, and it can be challenging, is that shiny object mm. syndrome. Oh, like, this is hot. This is hot. Yeah, this is hot. Man. And so, like, man, because like you'll see some, and it's not that it's bad stuff. Lots of legit ideas, business adventures, but you gotta you just got to focus, focus on what you're doing.
0: Yeah, you put them blinders on because if you try, try to start running man, in that lane, see, you know you. We might go start going off rails
3: here. I I learned a phrase I learned from Max Maxwell a few years back is just master something, then fire yourself from that job, and then move on to something else. We're still building different things in our firms, you know. we're, We're we're building up these different areas, and they're moving along, but. We gotta let them get settled, so I can fire myself from that before we move on to the other one.
2: Are you still in real estate as well? Still buying, uh, and investing? Yeah, n-
3: not as heavy as I used to be. Saw the interview with Portia. Need to need to 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 dip into a few things. <laughs> uh, that land was looking real attractive, um, <laughs> but but I do I do a few deals uh, a few deals a year, but not as heavy as I used to. Just, I got you. It's time hey,
0: consuming. But like you said, again, you don't want to get the shiny objects in Like you can't. You can't be the full time real estate investor whenever you're building your business. That's throughout. correct.
3: That's correct. When you have a deal, I had a deal drop into my lap at the end of last year. It wasn't bad at all. Um, but but yeah, that's that's how that's been flowing.
2: Okay. Last one. Do you have life insurance?
3: Oh, for sure, Ben. <laughs> we had we had life insurance since we got married in 2014. We had life insurance since like 2015, and like from from the jump. Like it's 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 it's. I didn't. I really wasn't hip to life insurance, but once you find out about it, it's almost alarming how easy it is to get when you're mm-hmm. young, and like how much <laughs> it will it will help you further on. And, and really, like we talk about generational wealth, like generation could almost be transformed just off life insurance That's alone, fake. alone. And to to think through all these situations where folks are are you know passing away sadly, but there's nothing left over. It's, yeah. So so that's one thing I'm a huge advocate for. Get it yesterday.
2: So Brett, that's all it is for my question. For sure. So we'll get into some house cleaning. Saluto. Thank you again for coming through, Thank my y'all. brother. Thank you for lacing us up with all this game. Sure. Uh definitely hope that the listeners got some value from this. I know they did. Please let them know where can they follow you? Where yeah. can they tap in? Yeah. If they wanna get your services. As he stated before, he's not cheap, but he's worth it. Sure. So yeah, keep that in mind if y'all hit him up.
0: <laughs> Don't be hitting him <laughs> no, up for them homeboy deals. You it's know, out, you know, man. black folk got this shit bad. We like we like to Come on, dog. Let me just, like, look, the price is the price. And yeah. If you can't do it, respectfully be like, hey, I'm going to get back with
3: you. See, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, though, and, and thank you for the opportunity. One of the things, and so the, the the one of the things that I balance is that I love to teach. Y'all can tell mm-hmm. I, can, I can talk about this stuff a little bit. Um, but you want to make sure that you're working with people that do see the value in it. But oftentimes, people are in the startup phase of the, of the company and they don't necessarily have the funds or the budget. Um, so, we want, we want to create an opportunity, and we're doing this in the month of August. It's going to be for one week. We call it the 1K offer. Uh, so typically, if client's working with me, I have a certain set fee, and that's what it is, and they're able to work with me directly. Um, but what the 1K offer will allow us to do is we're setting up businesses and LLCs, Uh, for companies, uh, and then the uh, operating agreements, internal documents that you actually need to protect it, we're going to have templates uh, with it. We're going to have a full template contract vault filled with 20 to 30 contracts of legit stuff that you need as a business owner, cease and desist, uh, purchase agreements, independent contractors agreements, NDAs, non-disclosures, stop dropping your crazy uh, successful business ideas just randomly to strangers who are stealing it because it happens. Uh, All those types of documents like that free contract vault, and then we also. Also have a business launch blueprint course that I created years ago uh, that has over thirty modules from everything that we just discussed, like in depth breaking down the business formations, all that stuff. And then we also have a training videos on how to have a performing LLC and not just a paper LLC. Training videos are included in our in the membership. Uh, and then we also have a monthly business call with myself that will be one on one with the client for three months. Uh, so that's the one K offer, reform your business, and then you also get. Uh, Access to the membership vault for three months, and that's for uh, that's the offer that we want to create just for clients. Like I said, maybe the budget's tight now, but we still want to create an avenue for you to work with us, and we can kind of work together, not as direct, but it's still going to give you that value that you need to set up, protect your business. So that's dropping in August. It's this isn't going to be the only time that we do it. It will literally be available uh, for for five days, uh, and then that's a wrap. Um, but we just want to create that avenue because you know. I, I'm, we mostly serve those those clients in in that in that upper space that are moving, but we still want to be sure that we're dropping value in addition to the social media, in addition to YouTube, the education that we drop. We want to create different avenues for people to to work with the firm. Um, but yeah, so so that was right. that. Uh, but other than that, you can find us on UBA Law Group. Everything UBA Law Group uh, on instagram facebook tiktok youtube uh website is ubalawgroup.com uh and you can follow me personally on 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 twitter mr uba m-r-u-b-a uh but yeah you know we we i drop what i talk about like this is this is what we do so this is what you're gonna get
0: for sure Um, i love it i love it man salute thank you so much again bro I really appreciate you pulling up. Thank y'all. Coming, giving these gems to the people. Like he mentioned, y'all, that 1K offer. We're going to try to get this out. I don't, I don't know if we'll get it out before the 1K offer happens. Yeah. If you ever choose to run this joint, I mate might. hey, you... Yeah. May, may, maybe we so can BWR delay. you
3: special? Maybe we can delay. We'll, we'll talk. We'll okay, see okay. what happens. That's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, look, look, look. Sure.
0: We be looking out for y'all. That's all Indeed. I'm saying. Just, just watch out. We be looking
2: out. I might move around some things, We, we, we can make the time in the line.
0: That's, yeah. that's okay. I, I, I'm I'm right. Right. I might, I might make some. still
3: a couple things that we might be adding to it, too, so that actually might not be a bad look. I'm okay. okay. trying to add some extra, extra value. For sure.
0: For sure. Well. We'll hop into a couple House cleaning items Before we get up out of here sure. As always y'all Thank you so much For tuning in Make sure you leave us that What
2: Five star waiting And review. Five star I need that Share that with y'all people oh, sure. We ain't yeah, gonna stop. do it We ain't gonna do it today Stop playing with me We ain't <laughs> I gonna to do it today Stop playing with me
0: We ain't gonna do it today My boy down. My boy uh, I'm about to go read The review real quick My boy said he paid off 75% of his debt uh, listening to the podcast. Come on, to like me. like come on bro, like it's 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 gems it's value on this just this episode alone right that we just went through. You should have learned how to properly structure your business, how to properly protect your business and your bank account from Mr. Uber himself. Like we give y'all so much free game, it's ridiculous. All we asking for is a little love, baby. Just a little ain't <laughs> That ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? Take you take you a minute, write a little review. It may take oh, you two, yeah. but we good with it.
2: You about to read the review or
0: what? Oh, yeah. I, I was uh, looking Talking at stuff. I
2: mean, so, look, wh- why, why, while he's reading the review, I'll continue on with the house cleaning. Uh, I also want to say thank you. We do appreciate y'all for listening. Um, also, y'all tapping the Stack Summer Challenge. Um, this summer, we are looking at what's going on in the current economic climate Uh, so we're just making sure that we're prepared and ready to take advantage of any opportunities or prepared and ready for if shit does hit the fans you'll be able to at least sustain and make sure that you're fine so what we're doing is hey you text the word stack to three three seven four five five seven 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 eight. 7778 text the word stack you'll be able to join our uh, stack community and you'll get Morning text, you'll get uh, weekly updates encourage you to stay on your stack goals uh motivating you we're also waking up before the sun making sure that we're staying active making sure that we're getting our mental right making sure that hey we're meditating praying whatever you got to do to make sure that you are realigning recentering, re-centering and prepared for whatever situation it is we're doing that so y'all text the word stack to three three seven four five
0: five seven 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 eight yes sir and uh I'm just gonna read the headline of it. It's life-changing content. Shout out to Cashineer. That's all yeah. I'm gonna get, y'all. Yeah. There you go. Until next time. This is Black Wealth Renaissance. Signing out.
2: Peace. Peace.